and welcome to the Unraveling Minds podcast, hosted by yours truly, Rick Hernandez. This is the first ever episode of the podcast, and I am very excited to finally record this first episode. This has been a project that I have been working on for the last couple of months, and you know what? There's no perfect time. I just decided today I'm just going to go ahead, record it, and let's get this done, because you know what? Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So just do it whatever it is that you have to do, right? That's that kind of attitude that I am taking. So I want to invite every one of you guys to come on this journey with me to see what this podcast can become, to see it unravel as it goes, and to unravel our minds through all of this. That's We're going to be discussing the various topics, the various things in this podcast. So first of all, who am I? My name is Ricardo Hernandez, and I go by Rick. Uh, that was something that I decided to take and kind of like my nickname, but it was kind of a growing experience for me. As I got older, I have the same name as my dad, but as I've gotten older, my dad passed away in 2015, I decided that the growth process for me was to differentiate and start becoming my own man, becoming my own self, right? Uh, Freud in psychology calls it becoming your own father. So uh, for me, symbolic kind of just changing it to Rick is kind of like me becoming my own self. Uh, I have a BA in human development. I am also a certified drug and alcohol counselor. I've worked numerous years in the field of drug and alcohol counseling, working with DUI offenders, and I'm still involved in that because as a social worker right now, working in the field, uh, alcohol and addiction is just sadly part of uh, most communities, right? It doesn't matter, it doesn't discriminate, it's not about sex, uh, race, uh, ethnicity, any uh, socioeconomic uh, income, anything of that class, alcohol addiction does not discriminate. At the moment, I am a graduate student going for my uh, master's in social work at the University of California State, Northridge. And what is it that I want to do for my future endeavors? I would like to become a professor I believe in teaching. I do believe in education. I believe that education is a vehicle to help people climb up the ladders of socioeconomic statuses. I do believe that. Now, I, for myself, traditional education has work. I don't believe that's the only way. I do believe that education can be books, can be technical schools, can be even YouTube videos, right? And it's just why a reason why I'm doing this? This is a part of education. This is a part of transmitting information to somebody else. And I hope that this is educational in some sense, this podcast. Uh, and I do believe in that. That's why I want to become myself a professor at a university and be able to share the experiences. And also to set an example for people that look like me, right? I am a, I am a DACA student, for those of you that might not be familiar with that, as deferred action for childhood for children who came with their parents when they migrated from another country. And we're not citizens. We're not legal residents in a sense. It's just a work permit uh, that was granted to us in 2012 by the Obama administration. And as all of this is going on right now in the climate with our current administration, uh, the Supreme Court will be hearing the case. Well, actually, already heard it will be deciding on that case uh, within this month of June 2020, most likely. Given everything that's going on, uh, we don't know what to expect, right? Uh, 2020, we all had our plans. We all wanted to do something. And then 
everything that's going on just kind of has been crazy. So that's where we're going at, at that. I migrated to this country when I was eight years old. I came with my mom, my dad, and my sister. Actually, my dad came first a year before that. Uh, so I came with my sister and my mom, and I was separated from my mom. So I do kind of have that soft spot for the kids and the families that are being separated at the border right now. Uh, I do remember that for about a month. My mom was left behind, and we were able to come over here. Fortunately, my dad was here. Um, and we have been going through this whole process. Uh, so for right now, you know, I am a DACA student. And it has been very, very beneficial for me to be able to have this and seeing both sides, seeing both worlds. I think that's that that's unique, right? Because we tend to criticize the other side or we tend to see sometimes what the news portrays, what they give us, but we don't know those stories. And I've been fortunate enough to seeing immigration from both sides and still being dealing with it. Uh, I think that's been very beneficial to me and it's something very, very close to my heart. Definitely coming from uh, a culture where it's more collective, growing up with all your family, being in a community that loves each other, uh, encourages each other, and it's always there for them, right? It has its ups and downs, but the majority uh, of things are ups. Uh, it was definitely a big transition for me coming here more individualistic, uh, more separated from your family, only seeing them once in a while, maybe every two weeks, was a hard transition. And overall for myself, I, I had a very good childhood, had to migrate here, but even that, you know, we had our own place, got to have all the electronics, Nintendo 64, didn't have that back in my home country. And just being able to be uh, exposed to a different way of living, was uh was very nice you know uh so i grew up normally going to elementary middle school high school but uh part of my story and why i want to share this because i think it's uh it's essential coming from another country having to adjust to a different life having to adjust to a different culture did have its effects eventually at first, you don't see it. You're a child. You don't understand it. But then as you grow up, you start seeing the disparity. You start seeing the difference in social classes. Because even though my parents were working, we were catching up. We had to pay bills. We had to pay things that we left behind and having to come to this country and all those costs, right? We were catching up. And you started seeing the disparity of other children. And then I started to become the other. Now, I didn't understand that back then, but I do understand that today. I started to become that other kid. I always question, and this is something that I still up to this day, you know, I don't understand why your school system does this. I remember I had classes with kids that look exactly like me. And later on, I come to find out they were all the same, right? There were uh, immigrants coming from other countries or their families migrated here, whatever. But I always ask myself, how come I have the same students in every single one of my classes? And then I will see other people in the playground or, or outside school. And I'm like, how come I never have those people in my class? How come I don't have white persons? How come I don't have African-American persons? How come I don't have Asians? It was all Hispanics in my classes. Later on, I come to find out I was placing ESL classes, right? But I felt like at some point I got to the grade level and I was about to exit it, but they never test me. 
They never uh, put an emphasis in finding out if I already knew enough English to take me out and put me in normal classes. So that in itself had its own effects. As later on, life unravels, uh, my later years, my teens, 13s, I want to say, I definitely started hanging out with the wrong crowd, started smoking marijuana, eventually led to drinking, uh, using methamphetamine, cocaine, all the type of drugs, right? Eventually hanging around with the wrong crowd and being on the streets, uh, gangbanging and hanging around definitely with people that I would not let my daughter hang out with today. That's 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 definitely uh, something real, something I wouldn't let my in-laws or anybody of my loved ones hang out. But Reflecting on it today as I'm speaking right now, it was a journey of finding purpose. It was a journey of trying to belong, fitting in, discovering who I am, right? As all teenagers tend to do that. Unfortunately, I didn't have that support. And at the same time that I was trying to discover who I was, my dad started drinking more. My dad started uh, just pouring the bottle more and more and more. He had always he had always drank. But at that point, around my 13, um, 14 years of age, that's when it, it truly, truly, truly hit. And I remember this one time because still to this day, it's a vivid memory um, in my in my in my mind, where we were driving one day, and my dad was just completely drunk and passes out in the middle of the road. I'm 13 years old. There's no cars coming, and I think or higher power out there that there was no cars coming. And I remember trying to wake him up as I saw the green light down the block. And saying, "Wake up, wake up, wake up!" And he wouldn't. And at that moment, I just had to. I just had to, I reacted. So I remember getting out of the passenger seat, running to the to the driver's seat and just pushing the shit out of my dad. And he still didn't wake up, just shoving him to the side, getting on that car and driving. I was 13 years old, remember? And I just remember driving through small little streets and just doing my best because before that, my dad kind of had taught me. So I think he was grooming me. He was grooming me. Um for that moment and uh, I remember getting on that car getting home picking him up right on my shoulders going upstairs and my mom looking at me and when my mom saw me she, she tells me that I was pale and she says what happened and I said he passed out and at that moment you would think that you know, seeing this with your parents, seeing this with your dad, and seeing the the way that he has gone downhill because of alcoholism you uh might make a better choices. Well, I didn't, right? I started going down the same path. I started going down the same road. And I eventually, I didn't become an alcoholic, but definitely a heavy drinker, definitely did not know what to do. And then you mean, I mean, you're 16, 17, 18, uh, you're drinking with your friends and it's a, it's it's seeing who drinks more, seeing who passes out first, seeing who uh, is going to drink more beers at that moment, right? So I remember it's a competition all the time. So that was kind of the circle that I was in. And why do I mention this? Because I, I don't think alcohol is not the problem. And I'll talk about this down the road, right? It was more the issues that my dad was carrying. It was more the unresolved trauma that he had from his own life. My dad witnessed his dad die of alcoholism. My father in 2015, June 2nd, 2015, also passed away from alcoholism along with diabetes and they had to chop off his knee. That was something that's very, very, very painful to me. 
But I like to share this story just because this life, I mean, we only have one, right? And the decisions that we make will take a toll on us. Every single decision that we make comes with consequences, whether they're positive or whether they're negative. Now, did my dad become alcoholic by one decision that he made? No, it was a sequence of decisions. He was uh, one day, right, choosing to stay out with friends rather than coming home. It was uh, picking up a 12-pack after he was already drunk from a six-pack. So it's just all these sequence of decisions. It is... All these decisions that we make, eventually it's all going to take a toll on us. Just like today, I'm launching this podcast. This will have a consequence, and I hope it will have a positive uh, consequence in in my life. Uh, But it's every single decision that we make does bring forth something. And this is why I like to share this. Because my dad taught me so much, but he also taught me that if you make a series of the bad decisions, it will take your life. It will destroy you and it will kill you so with that in mind I remember growing up and I remember just uh my dad got deported and it's tough years definitely definitely hard years it was just my mom and I my sister moved out she uh, got with her boyfriend her partner and then they moved out to somewhere further away eventually they're they're living somewhere in Vegas now um but I remember it was just me and my mother and once again, you would think, right, that I was going to start doing good. You would think that I was going to start being the good boy and taking a responsibility for my family and putting the weight of the world on my shoulders and say, yes, mom, we're going to go out. Well, I did, and I didn't. I did I did start working. And I remember one of my friends who I still talk to, uh, his uncle worked at a restaurant, and he ended up getting me a job there. And I started working, bringing in my own money. And I remember it was just my mom and I. Nobody else, nobody else was there for us. But I remember always asking myself, is this all there is? Is this just what life is? Is this, are we stuck in this place, right? And maybe back then, I, I remember <laughs> I remember saying, uh, I didn't choose the streets, the streets chose me, right? And, it's, and now reflecting on it, I beg the mentality, right? I'm born into this environment and this is what I'm going to become. And I remember I still, I had friends that ended up in jail. I had friends that unfortunately did not pass their 20s or their 30s or 40s. Um, they're, they're, they're dead, right? And and friends still in, up to, in jail up to this day. And I remember always having that question, is this all there is? And that question I always sought out. I was like, what is there What is there out there? What else is there? Is this all there is? Is this life? Is this what it's supposed to be? Going from uh, getting promoted at jo- my job, I was a good worker, right? But eventually the decisions that I was making, the streets did catch up to me. And I remember one day, and I, and I wrote about this. I was writing last time, just reflecting on my life. And I remember one day I went to jail and they took away my dad's car. And it was the last car that he had left before he got deported. And they took it away. I was in jail and I was sitting there. And I remember asking myself, is this all there is? Is this what my life was going to become? I was 18. I remember detectives coming and talking to me and saying, that's it, man. You're in the big leagues. You're heading out to county. 
And I remember just asking, right? And that's everybody. You start praying and believing in God when you're in trouble. And like, is this all there is? Is this just what life is going to become? Am I just a, am I a product of my environment? Am I a product of my dad's alcoholism? Am I a product of my grandfather's alcoholism, right? And when everything was stripped away from me, and then I have nothing else that my dad had left me, literally nothing. I remember just deciding and just, and, and, and it wasn't like a big enlightenment. It wasn't like, oh, I woke up and I had this dream or I woke up and yes, I'm going to decide to do something of my life. But I remember deciding, making a choice. I'm going to show up to work. My girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, we have been married for 12 years in August. I got married very young around that time. I do not know what she saw in me and why she still sticks around. <laughs> but I remember, you know, making that choice of getting out of jail and just telling her, hey, marry me. Let's make this. Let's do something out of our lives, right? And I remember just showing up to work, waking up in the morning, grabbing that paycheck, saving up some money. And then started to say I need to make something out of this. I need to create something and refusing to accept that that was all there was to life. Refusing to accept that that's all I was going to become. Now, I understand there was, uh, my mom was there always for me and my mom was of big support to me, but she wasn't the one that was just kind of encouraging me to go to school. She wasn't the one that was telling me and helping me out, but she was the one that was always encouraging me just to do better, to do better. And her better now, I've, I've, I've overcome that better that my mom thinks, but just her love, her compassion, just being there for me. I remember two in the morning, three in the morning, I'll come home drunk or high on methamphetamine. My mom will be waiting for me outside the balcony. She wouldn't sleep until I would get home. And I remember that look, right? And that look still, still right up to, I close my eyes and I can still see that look of hurt, of pain, of saying, don't leave me like your dad left me. And that itself, right, the power of connection, the power of somebody loving you, the power of knowing that even though you might not matter to the world, even though you might not be important, even though you might not be making all these big, huge differences in the world and changing everybody, you are important to one person, to that one person. And that was my mother. I understand there's a lot of people out there that might not have that, but this this is just what I've experienced, right? And throughout the years, I've been able to, to foster that. And if you didn't have that, and if your mom wasn't there or your parents weren't there, we don't choose her family, right? But we do get to choose her friends. We do get to foster that. We do get to uh, find those people along this road that we call life. And we see those individuals who we start mattering. You know, those text messages that you get, sometimes your friends just checking up on you. Um, sometimes messages on Instagram or Facebook and just foster those relationships because you do matter. You do matter. Maybe not to the individuals that you want to, but there is somebody out there that does care for you. And it's maybe that friend, maybe that coworker that's constantly asking, hey, how are you, right? And I remember that look on my mom's face and then deciding to take responsibility for my life and deciding to say, I'm going to do something for me. I got to, I have to, I, I, I refuse to accept that that's all there was. And I remember just 
going through that phase, right? And then just years later, years later, this is where I am today. So one decision of deciding to say, you know what, I'm going to do something to my life. 12 years later, I'm here recording a podcast. If you would have asked me this 12 years ago when I was 18, if you would have asked me, hey, you're going to do a podcast to educate others, to tell your story, I would have been like, yeah, right, man. Still getting high on drugs and methamphetamine and cocaine and drinking out there. And I would have laughed. I would have laughed because I was at such a low point in my life that I would have never guessed that I would be here today influencing and doing the type of work that I'm doing. Um, Some of the great work that I'm doing that I believe is great. Why? Because I believe it's generational impact is I'm working with fathers and I'm working with Hispanic fathers at the agency where I'm at. And just being able to see one dad say, I'm changing and I'm spending more time with my children because they matter. Understanding that they matter as fathers and that the impact that they could do for their kids it's, it's, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. A father, when a father's involved, children are more likely to go to college. Children are more likely to not go to prison, are less likely to get into drugs, are less likely to commit suicide, especially men. It's a crisis, and we'll talk about this in another episode. But just overall, when a father's involved, look, moms are great, single moms are great, and I admire you for the great work that you do. But when a father's involved in the picture, doesn't necessarily have to live there, just involved, calling, being there for their children. It makes a tremendous impact. And last time, I was walking with my daughter down the street, and it was one of those moments that I teach my dad to create those times where you're alone with your kid. And just don't say anything. And let your kid just, let your kid just, just unravel their mind. They're so ramble with, they're so, uh, just, just, they're so busy every single day, kids, that if you allow them and you give them the space and time, they will tell you some of the things that you're just shocked. You're just surprised at the things that your children are already thinking. And I remember walking with my daughter down the street and she says, hey, dad, she's nine years old. She says, hey, dad, do you think that you will be the man that you are if your dad was alive? I was shocked. I did not know how to respond. It took me a while. It took me a while to answer. And I brought this up to my mom. My mom's like, no, you wouldn't. And I brought this up to my wife. She's like, no, you wouldn't. And I don't know. I don't know. Because the tragedies and the pain and the sorrow that came with uh, my dad passing away and everything that had gone has made me who I am, has made me the man that I am today that I decided one day, you know what, I got to take the responsibility and I got to become something and do it for my family, do it for my wife, do it for my children. And I took that responsibility of the weight of the world on me and said, you know what, I got to get up every single morning and I got to create something because the world that I'm living in is the world that I've created through my choices. So I don't know if I will be the same man. I will tell you when I look at research, it does show that people do better when their father's involved. But through that adversity, it's who I am today. So I don't know. I don't know still to this day if if I'll be different, if I'll be another type of person. But I do know that today I am because of the, the choices that I have made throughout my life. So given that, I want to become an educator. I want to become a public speaker. So it's one of the big reasons why I decided to start a podcast. 
started creating my own content, started putting myself out there, and started kind of formulate, formulating my own thoughts, my own philosophies. I've read, I've read, I've read, I've known other philosophies, but I was like, what is it that you believe in? What is it that you actually believe in? And what is it that you want to start putting in place to be able to help other people? And and with that, I also want to become a clinical social worker, which is one of the goals. Uh, but I want to be all three. I want to be a professor, a public speaker, and a clinical social worker. And I'm already doing that in regards to clinical public speaking. I've gotten a couple of uh, engagements through my work, but we'll see where that comes out to. And I want you to share, just share what I've learned, just share my story. Just hopefully uh, somebody out there is listening. Somebody, it will benefit someone, Right. Hopefully, it will benefit someone. And if we can help one person, great. If we can help a million, great as well. On how this podcast came to be. This podcast came to be because of this COVID-19 crisis. I know uh, later on in life, we're all going to reflect on 2020 as one of the craziest years that we have ever lived. I remember sitting in my bed and looking at businesses going down, looking at businesses starting up right now because of this COVID-19, working from home. I thank God that my job was able to allow us to work remotely, so still keeping a job. And I remember just working from home and just doing this, and I said, hey, I can't depend on a paycheck. What if my company doesn't allow us to work from home? What if they say they're going to shut down? What am I going to do? Where am I going to work? Yes, I'm in school. Yes, I am doing this, but guess what? You still got two more years to finish. What am I going to do if they shut down? What other source of income I have? And I didn't. I don't have any. I've always worked two jobs, but right now because of school, I can't. So I even I, I told myself, what are you going to do? You got to do something. And I've been listening. I'm a huge fan of podcasts, listen to podcasts of all kinds. And I've decided, what is it that you want to do? And you want to become a professor? Okay, I'm already doing I'm working towards that. Clinical social worker, okay, I'm working towards that. Well, you want to become a public speaker. What are you doing about that? Well, I'm not doing anything about that. So what is it that I'm going to do? And I remember sitting there at two in the morning, one of those nights, right? And just started journaling, started journaling, started journaling. And I started, I came up and said, you know what? I'm going to do this podcast. And I remember being so fired up, right? And just saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I start. And then I start looking into it and it's like, okay, well, maybe it's not that easy. <laughs> and then the inner critic kicks in. Well, what if nobody listens? Well, what if you suck? <laughs> well, what if, you know what? It's just, it's, it's just stupid. You're not going to be able to do it. Um, you're just an immigrant. Um, that you're not going to succeed at this. Just stick with what you're doing right now. Stick with your books. And it's great. Books are great, but it only takes you so much somewhere. It only it keeps you up to a limit where it's to a point where, okay, now I have to do it. I have to implement it. I remember watching all these videos on YouTube and I remember looking at all this stuff and everybody like, oh, it's so easy to start a podcast. It's so easy. So yeah, technically, it's pretty simple. But the mental work that goes into it, I think that's what it was, right? And just hearing that voice and having to be vulnerable to saying, I got to do this and just jumping to it. So today I just decided, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just do it because whether I suck, whether nobody listens to it, whether it's not successful, that doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm making a choice to continue 
to pursue the dream that I have and the goals that I have. Whether everybody else agrees on it or not, whether I get that support or not, I'm making the choice to take a step closer towards my goal. And that goes a long way. So I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what your inner critic is saying. I don't know what that little voice in your ear is telling you. But no matter whether you fail or not, you will get closer towards your goal. Because even if you fall, you're going to fall, boom, face down, right? But you'll learn how not to do that again. And then now you've gained something else. And if you fall seven times, guess what? You already figure out seven ways how not to do something. And I think that's great. And that's something that I've been embracing this last couple of months. Failure is inevitable. Failure must be welcome into your life. Because other than that, you're not going to learn how to do things. You're not going to be able to try new things and step out of your comfort zone and discover what is it that you're good at. So this podcast came to be about because of this COVID-19 crisis, just reflecting on where I'm at, reflecting where our economy is at, and reflecting on what is it that I want to do with life. And that had to do also with the fact that we were all under quarantine and we were all locked up and not so busy. So that's another tip. Take some time to be silent. Take some time to just close out all the boxes. Right now with everything that's going on in the world, we're living in such an interesting time that we were reading our textbooks. So much noise. But just take some time and disconnect from everything that's going on from social media, disconnect from all the movements. Don't worry, everything's going to be there. They're not going anywhere. But take some time to realize what is it you want out of your life. And are you getting closer to what you want out of this life? Because it doesn't matter who's in the White House. They're not going to come to your door and save you. Another stimulus checks, I don't think they're coming. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It's the choices that we make, right, on an everyday basis that's going to get us closer and closer and closer and closer towards our goals. So I think just this quarantine has taught me that we need some quiet time. We need to slow down whenever we need to make decisions, or maybe at times, maybe this is something that I would like to do uh, from now on moving forward in my life, just not go out for a month and just stay home and let your mind come up with ideas, let your mind kind of unravel on its own of everything that's going on in the world, of everything that's going on in your life. So what is this podcast going to be about? This podcast is going to be about Critical thinking conversations about the human mind, body, and spirit. I believe that we're composed of those three things, the mind, the body, and the spirit. And I want to bring talks, I want to bring topics about those three things, right? I want to bring topics about how can we continue to educate our mind, grow our mind, what activities, topics, things that can help us enhance or powerful minds? What about our body? The importance of nutrition, the importance that nutrition has on mental health problems, the importance that not working out has on the way that we feel, right? Not doing that workout that one day, well, guess what? That might might affect you down the road on Saturday night, eating that bag of chips right now on a Sunday night. Well, maybe that might make you feel like shit tomorrow on Monday, And then you're wondering why you have no energy. Well, guess what? Sunday at 5 p.m., you were eating that huge bag of Doritos 
that now it's taking its effects on you. And then it's going to take an effect on Tuesday as well. But guess what? Now you're having uh, cravings on Wednesday for some more chips. And then it's this whole cycle. So I want to talk about that. And also spiritual. And for spiritual, I want to differentiate that's not religion. In regards to fulfilling or inner spirit, fulfilling those spiritual principles that we see throughout different religions, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's a huge principle that's in every single religion. So different topics, meditation, yoga, and different things like that. And that's kind of what I want to do it. But now given these times and everything that's going on, maybe bringing in topics about what's happening right now. Bringing in the social work aspect, the social worker in me, and to address some of these topics, different points of views. I was in a class and I heard somebody say, you know, I'm seeing all this negativity and I cannot believe what people are posting online. It was a different points of views. And this person said, I'm going to delete them. I deleted them of my life. And that's where I think it's a problem as a society today. That's where I think it's the huge, the biggest problem. We're not talking to each other. Whether you're in the right, whether you're in the center, whether you're on the left, whether you're on the outside, whether you're not affiliated to anything, we need to continue to have these discourses. Because whether you're for a movement or whether you're against a movement, guess what? You both have points of views and we both still live with each other in this in this country. So we need to continue to keep these conversations. So maybe that's what I want to do. Maybe that's the way that I would like to uh, have this podcast as well, to have those critical thinking conversations where we might not agree. We might not agree on everything, but hey, let's bring it up because guess what? That affects our mind, our body, and our spirit all together, right? So I want to create that not safe space. Don't believe in that. The brave space, that space where we're going to challenge each other because at the end of the day, we're still neighbors and we still got to learn how to live with each other and we cannot continue to cancel each other out. We need to listen. We need to hear each other out because guess what? Conservatives, they need liberals. Because if not, everything stays the same forever. Forever, conservatives want to continue to keep the world the same and no change. But one of the greatest things that has happened is when there's people, liberal, free thinkers, right? They come and then they bring some innovative ideas. The Elon Musk, right? So it's crazy ideas. That's why he had to start his own company because no damn company will ever allow him to do what he does. He's like, well, after that, I'm going to create my own conservatives need liberals in order to continue to move forward and create ideas and have innovations liberals need conservatives because then if not it's all free and everything's uh giving everything away and it's just everything going whoo there's nobody to keep order they need conservatives we all need each other but we need to continue to have those conversations in our lives and with that in mind i'm going to wrap up this episode but just saying thank you thank you for listening Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And I hope that in one way or another, I'm able to help you unravel your mind. So whether it's movements that's going on right now, topics going on in the world, or topics associated with our minds, our bodies, and our spirit. And I would like to invite you to go to my website, unravelingminds.com, and check out some information there about myself, uh, drop a message if you would like to be in the podcast and you want to host an episode and you want to talk about something. Hey, drop a message. Send me an email. We have a box right there. And check out my blog as well. I'm going to be talking about some of the topics that maybe we'll be covering here. I'll put some notes there as well. I have a couple of blogs already there. But check us out also on Instagram and Facebook. The links are on the website. The website is unravelingminds.com. And thank you so much 
for tuning in today. We're not done. We're just getting started. Have a good one. Bye.